Hello, welcome to Whimsy Wins. The name of this week's episode is Parting Ways with Penelope, but this week there is no hymn. Last week's hymn was Praise Ye the Lord the Almighty. From the story, Penelope is growing up. But sadly, we didn't have a winner. Now, let's get to Parting Ways with Penelope. The warm breeze of springtime was giving way to the heat waves of summer, and the Peters family had slowed their schooling to a near halt. With the exception of daily math facts reviews, piano, and reading, Penelope Pearson, Patience, and Priscilla were free as little birds, fishing for crawdads, riding bikes, and playing outside to the chorus of chirping crickets in the lengthening summer evenings. Over the course of the past nearly three years, the Peters had grown from a family of four to a family of six. Pearson was now beginning middle school in the fall. Penelope was in her final year before middle school, and Patience and Priscilla were nearly preschool age, verbal as ever, and sharp as tacks. The Peters family had made friends, lost friends, and seen friends move. They experienced the ups and downs of real life like any other family. Though perhaps you, the listeners, were spared from the depiction of the dark downsides of real life, the Peters are a family that was easy to write about and imagine. A family that was doing its best to live every day in serious pursuit of biblical wisdom as they walked in worship. They've not been like any other strong Christian family. Though perhaps the responses to problems were more anesthetized for the sake of our audience and to give us something for which to aim. The Peters family was loosely based on my own dear family, both immediate and extended. When the series began, and the ideas and stories began formulating long before the series was made public, my husband and I had eight young kids, some on the precipice of their teen years. Nearly three years later, our family size has grown to nine kids and holding. Observing the variety of respectable sins and mishaps of my children paved the way for my burgeoning thoughts of teaching them about themselves and how to properly respond to the temptations from both without and within. And Mama Peters was mostly an impressive representation and amalgamation of the mom I hope I am for my nine. Of course, Mama Peters had a major advantage. No matter how complex the issue, she had the applicable scripture on the tip of her tongue because her creator had the luxury of hindsight and time. But as I continued to write Mama Peters, I not only grew a deep sense of respect for this figment, but I also learned from her. I remembered because of her that sin is not only cyclical, but to be expected in the lives of our children. I know that I must trust God, and not my own words, to speak softly so as to turn away wrath, to exercise compassion, because I too am nothing more than a fellow beggar, having been plucked from the mire, unable to live on bread alone. Writing Mama Peters at times could seem like an exercise in showy piety, but she elevated mothering to the place for which it is meant, a heavenly calling, evangelism, and shepherding, not allowing herself to forget the souls that God had placed in her care. And so my own heart, taking my cue from Mama Peters as she followed Christ, has grown through the example that I have penned based on the gravitas of the biblical call to parenting in Deuteronomy 6 fashion. And of course there was Daddy Peters. My husband remarked that he hoped to be more like Daddy Peters as he grew up. What he will never realize is how much like Daddy Peters he already is. And not just because they share a love for dulce de leche ice cream, but as a dad who lives for the Lord, he does not die with every sinful folly. Training up our children in the fear of the Lord, teaching them to live in a contented way, 
and not in an inordinate pursuit of pleasure or of temporal satisfaction, walking in worship daily, and ready to speak a word in season and out of season, these are the ways I have viewed my model for Daddy Peters. And my hope is that the affection of Daddy Peters, the wisdom of Daddy Peters, and the easygoing but strong leadership of Daddy Peters has been something worth emulating. Beyond that, in my head, Pearson and Penelope, Patience and Priscilla, grow up through the seasons, learning and continuing to change as they grow, confronting the sin in their lives with humiliating honesty and honest humility. And that isn't just a play on words. I trust that they are content in their view of themselves, not as strong and worthy people in their own right, certainly, but as beneficiaries of the gift of grace that will result in the glorifying of their bodies and unadulterated worship of Christ in eternity. All of their friends, whose names and sometimes reputations were borrowed in one manner or another. My favorite characters, though, were Todd and Nora, both of whom ended up being strong believers because of the evangelism of the Peters. I will miss them. I will miss the cackle of Todd Hicks and the sweet renewed marriage of his parents, Mitch and Maggie. The Penelope series began as a fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants operation that I intended to write for a single school year. After nearly three years, though, and busy homeschooling my own nine, it is time for me to put away the laptop. Those three years would not have been possible without Grandmom, my dear mom, who patiently and persistently loaned her best telephone voice as the beloved narrator, often succumbing to real tears of joy and sorrow over the course of this snapshot in the lives of the Peters family. Grandmom is a true favorite of all 33 of her grandkids and counting. She has stayed the course, passionately portraying each of the characters in a way that caused her not only to deeply empathize with them, but to engender in her audience a love for each one. Supported by her own Daddy Peters, Papa, Grandmom was responsible for purchasing and sending all of the prizes for the hidden hymns in each story. She was also my faithful editor allowing me the most luxurious decadence of sending the first draft for editing and never having to look at it again. And when we discussed our goals for Penelope, Grandma was clear that she, like me, wanted to be able to give a gift to our children and theirs, the gift of seeing orthopraxy, the idea that all scripture is inspired and good for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. And surely, Penelope would not have been possible without the faithfulness of one of my youngest sisters, Abby, who fell into the job when her bossy older sister assumed she was committed for three years, through the births of two of her three children. Abby was our sound editor, boasting of no experience when she began. There were times when she jokingly threatened to hang it up, especially if we didn't give her a week off after the birth of a child. But she has readied the stories for the podcast week after week in service to the Lord, for the furtherance of His gospel and of sharing the word so that our young audience might repent and believe. So it isn't without great sadness that I say goodbye to this chapter of my life. The podcast will still be available for some time, but the three of us who worked on Penelope each week struggle with moving ahead without Penelope. However, We trust that our listeners will have deepened their understanding of gospel-centered living as a result of our podcast and will employ other encouraging sources of His truth. And so we thank you for faithfully listening. 
we leave you with these words from Ephesians 3, 20-21. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Bye for now. And now, Grandmom's Corner. As you have just heard, it is with sadness that we have decided that we must move forward without our dear Penelope. I'm sure those listening have conjured up images of how the different characters look, because that's one of the beauties of books and stories and our imagination. I, too, have my own ideas about the appearance of each character. They have become a part of us. And though I'm almost sure that Mama Peters would be disappointed to know the stories have drawn to a conclusion, her attitude would be one of graceful acceptance, confident that the Lord will do what He deems best. Every day that my sweet husband and I prayed together, we prayed that God would use the stories for the advancement of the gospel. Our world could use some dedicated followers of Christ. And that is our desire for you, that you would know and love Christ, and you would be singularly devoted to Him. My daughter did a great job of drafting and composing the stories. So many of those stories were based on life in her family and her life growing up as the second of ten kids. For Grandmom's Corner, I would often ask my adult kids if there was anything they could share with the listeners that was germane to the story, and time after time they would share. I loved hearing them, and I'm grateful that they love God. And my daughter Abby, who recently gave birth to her third baby girl, was patient and long-suffering. Sometimes I'd hear a mistake in the story after I'd already sent it over to her, and I'd have to presume on her to change it. She did so without complaint. My sweet husband, a high school chemistry teacher, as you've learned if you've listened for any length of time, and a lover of birds and chess, and his beloved Pittsburgh Penguins hockey team, frequently shared in Grandma's Corner. How I love those segments. Additionally, my dear husband, who is known as Papa to his grandkids, would listen to the story after they'd been recorded, and he'd give great encouragement. Though I tried to record when he was at work, there were times when he'd arrive home and I'd still be recording. So he would tiptoe around the house so as not to make noise. He's a considerate, godly guy, and he too is a bit sad that the stories have concluded. Lastly, there is you, the listener. We appreciate your comments and your parents' comments, and that the podcast was part of your life. And to you, my grandkids, who listen faithfully, we know you'll be sad when you hear this last podcast, but we are confident that you'll adjust and that your parents will continue to raise you in the ways of God. And for all of the listeners, we praise God if He used the stories to help you learn just a little more of Him. The world's a pretty tough place, but our God will get you through. I speak from experience. We hope we've conveyed that message. That is, that we are conquerors through Christ who loved us. Now to Him who is able to protect you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of His glory, blameless with great joy, to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, both now and forevermore. Amen. Jude 24 to 25. And with that, we close out the Penelope series and hope that, even if we never meet here on earth, we will meet each other in heaven. Thank you for listening.
Maranatha.